Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Grid. Happy to have you here on the weekend talking football full circle. NFL version of football full circle. Mike Blewett and George Kurtz going around the world of the NFL for the next two hours. We'll break down the AFC East in hour number two. But we started off, George, with the big news of the week. Obviously, training camps are getting started. But the big news, the, the headline stealer for this week, is the Kyler Murray extension. The Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray coming to terms on a long-term extension. He gets a five-year extension on top of the rookie deal that was already underway. So it'll tie him to the team for the next five or six seasons. We can get into restructures and all that kind of stuff. But uh, the big number, uh, as reported here by Ian Rappaport, is $230 million and a half, $230.5 million. So... Uh, it's slightly beating out Deshaun Watson's overall number, but the guarantee, the structure, far different from the fully guaranteed deal that Deshaun Watson received. There's a lot of reasons for that, George, not the least of which is that the owners have to put money into escrow for future bonuses and future salaries, and it prevents some teams from being able to do fully guaranteed deals. I'm not suggesting that's the only reason they didn't do it, but uh, it isn't as commonplace as it is for a variety of reasons, that being one of the reasons. But your first, your thoughts, George, on Kyler Murray. Do you like the extension? Do you feel like this was appropriate timing? Uh, does it make sense to you, you know, overall? Well, my first thought is, uh, my first thought of the contract was the half. You know, I left out the half. That's yeah. because, well, yeah. that that's because the agent could say, oh, I got you more money than Watson, that sort of thing. Uh, that's all that was for, right? Uh, so, well, the agent could say that there. Second was, you know, you know, it's going to bring, uh, I don't want to say outrage, but it's going to bring uh, people questioning, oh, how is he worth that much money, blah, blah, blah. You are what someone's willing to pay you. That's how much you are, what you're worth. You're worth what someone's willing to pay you. And if, let's just say you're going to say, oh, he's not worth that amount of money. Well, if you're the Cardinals, what would you want them to do? Right? What would you want the Cardinals to do if they don't sign Murray at quarterback? Are they going to eat it and not have anybody and just, you know, go with – what do you want to do? They're going to, they're going to go with, you know, backup quarterbacks, you know, maybe trade for Jimmy G who's never going to go to Arizona anyway. So it's not like they have a choice here, at least not much of one. So I always just find that funny. Oh, he's not worth that amount of money. Colt McCoy is going to be a starter. Come on. I mean, I'm the Cowboy fan. Is Dak Prescott worth what he got? No, but what are the Cowboys going to do? You know, go at rush. 
Should I get Rome out of retirement? See what Aikman's doing? No, you don't have a choice here. Uh, you got to pay the quarterback who can play NFL football, and Kyler Murray can play NFL football. You and I were talking before the show. Yeah, he gets banged up. Yeah, he doesn't play well at the end of the season. I don't know if that's really on him, if it's Kingsbury, it's both of them, or whatever it might be. Does he have his faults? Absolutely. But let's just say, I mean, I think even his detractors would say he's a top 12 NFL quarterback. I'd probably rank him better than that. But I'm saying his detractors are even top 12, so he's top third in the NFL here. So you, you get paid. It's just the way it is. You get paid. So uh, obviously you're flashing Kyler's passing numbers right there. You always have to account for the fact that he's able to run a little bit too. 88 carries last year, 423 yards and five touchdowns to go along with his passing totals of 37 to 87, 24 touchdowns, 10 picks. So a total of 29 touchdowns uh, that he created. Now, obviously they want that to ramp up. I don't know that the team is as good as it should be around him. They have some weapons. DeAndre Hopkins gone for six games due to PED suspension. As we welcome in our radio audience, Mike Blute and George Kurtz, talking about the Kyler Murray extension. So uh, so that is what it is for Kyler, $230 million, 104 fully guaranteed, 162 guaranteed for injury. Uh, 162 is likely to be a number that he will achieve, and I think he's going to be rich beyond uh, all of our dreams. So nobody's crying in their beer over Kyler. Uh, I always suggest going over to Over the Cap. They do a great job of writing up articles on salary structure, and it's a really good breakdown there. But what I wanted to do is take a look at some of Kyler's numbers here uh, before we get uh, into the meat of the show. Uh, Kyler's uh, totals here, George. Passing yards, 44,050. So that would be a 300-yard increase from last year. Passing touchdowns, 25 and a half. Rushing yards, 525 and a half. He didn't hit that last year. Uh, rushing touchdowns, seven and a half. That one is, of all the numbers, the biggest movement and the most juice is Kyler under seven and a half rushing touchdowns. Like I just said, he only had five last year. Is there a thought process that he'll maybe be running a little bit less, especially around the goal line, considering James Conner had a big year last year? Possible. But of those numbers, do you like any more or less unders or overs on any of those superlative bets for Kyler's on his player futures. Well, he's never reached the yardage total in his career. Granted, it's a 17 game season. He likely would have reached that yardage total in 2020 if there were 17 games. Uh, last year, he missed three games. He likely uh, reaches it then if he stays healthy. Uh, and uh, his rookie season, uh, probably not, but maybe if he stays healthy. So, it's all about health. That's what it comes down to. It's all about health. He stays healthy. I think he'll get the yards total. But that wasn't your question. The question is if there's one I like best. Uh, I mean, the rushing total, the ru uh, rushing touchdowns, he had 11 in the, the middle year, right? The sophomore year. Oh, now he's only had four and five. So he doesn't necessarily run for a lot here. That being said, if he can stay healthy, I do think he'll hit that. I think he knows he has to. No DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games, right? They're going to need him to run. Yeah, I think you could look at some unders here. If you want me to pick an over, I'd go over on the passing touchdowns. Like you said, he missed three games and he had 24 last year. George and I will come back, get into some more props right here on this edition of Football Full Circle. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... 
No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, we are back on the grid, getting the winning edge right here. Mike Blue and George Kurtz on Football Full Circle. So, George, training camp is actually upon us. By the time we speak uh, next, all the training camps will be open. Rookies have reported in every camp. And we have the last, uh, really the bulk of the teams uh, reporting here in the next few days. Obviously, we got the Raiders and Jags playing in that NFL Hall of Fame game. And the Bills reported yesterday. We're going to talk about the Bills in hour number two. And then just about everybody will be in camp on Tuesday. Today's the 24th, the 26th, really the final day that teams are coming in. So it's that time of year. We're going to read a lot. We're going to talk a lot of rumors. We're going to try to get an edge with any of the information that we're able to uh, get through here. But what I found interesting is 20 years ago, NFL football, NFL uh, football operations were just releasing all these stats. 20 years ago, only 10 of the 30, then 31 teams uh, practice in their home facility. Now it's 25 teams, which says a lot about the facilities that teams have built, how the CBA has changed the way in which practice occurs. But there's only seven teams in the NFL now that go away for training camp. I just found that to be really interesting. It's a very different scenario of what it was when you and I were growing up and what training camp was thought to be like, Oh, we got to go away to this miserable college and stay away for three weeks. They don't even do it anymore. It's, it's different times, right? Uh, with all the new yeah. CBA rules, you can't do this. You can't do that. How many two days can you have? How many a physical practice can you have? There's so many changes from when you and I grew up, right? I mean, the game has changed. It's not even really, I should say, uh, when you and I grew up in the 70s and 80s, it's really over the past 10 years, right? The last Pretty two much, CBAs, yeah. they've really taken away a lot of the physicalness of training camp, physicality. In, in 2000, it was 10 teams of the 31. By 2010, it was 17 of the 32 that stayed home. And now it's 25 of the 32. It was 26 a year ago, but uh, one of the teams decided to go away again. It's just the Bills. Panthers, Cowboys, who go all the way to California, Oxnard, California, uh, Indianapolis, Kansas City, the Rams, and the Steelers. Everybody fairly close to their home facilities, but a couple hours away in, in a few instances. Uh, Steelers have been at uh, St. Vincent College in Latrobe, Pennsylvania my entire life. The Bills are at St. John Fisher University 
in Rochester. Dallas Cowboys are the only ones that do to make it a big party, a big caravan all the way out to California. So I just found that to be interesting. And again, everybody reports by this Tuesday uh, and we'll be ready to go. Rookies are already in camp. So it's why when we're talking about certain players and when we get into it at hour number two, there's players on the pup list. We're trying to figure out who can even practice right now. And uh, so uh, excited to be off to this start. George, it's that time of year. I think you and I can feel it as we talk about this and cover this. Like, we're really going to start getting news uh, that we have to try to sift through and see if it makes any sense in how we're handicapping the upcoming season. So uh, in that vein, we decided to go with a few props, team props. And I wanted to start it out with DraftKings posting most wins and fewest wins. We'll start it out with most wins. And uh, first of all, there's season specials out there about teams going winless or teams going undefeated. I do not anticipate that. I would never bet that. I think you're throwing away money. Uh, we don't really see this ever getting close, particularly this year, George, when you and I have looked at some of the best teams that we feel going into this year. We, we both think the Bills are going to be a great team, right? And we don't even think they're going to get out of September undefeated, you know? So I, I'm just not of the, I, it's not even something we'll spend a lot of time on, uh, winless and and perfect seasons because we don't see that happening. But from a most wins standpoint, you got the Bills, Chiefs, sorry, in order, Bills, Bucks, Packers, Rams, Chargers, and Chiefs tied. Pretty amazing that the Chargers still get so much respect in the betting marketplace when they weren't a playoff team a year ago. So I bet this last year, but I did not bet it preseason. I bet it, I bet it about midway through the year. And I would also note that Check your local sports book, whatever state you're in. Not every state offers the same things. We're going to talk about stuff throughout the show, which I'm able to find on various sports books, which I may not even be able to bet here in New York or George here in New York. So I'm just trying to give people a, a land, what the landscape looks like. And your book may eventually offer it, whatever book you're on and whatever state you're in. So most wins, I bet it about midway through the season, maybe a third of the way through the season. And it was a tie, so I didn't get my full payout. But still, it was a profit for me. I bet the Bucks to win the most games. I just saw the way their season was going. I didn't think they're going to drop a lot of games. I wish they hadn't lost that game to the Saints. But who knows? Maybe the Packers would have played in Week 18, and it would have tied anyway. So, thoughts on this? Who do you think has the best chance to stack up the most wins this year? Yeah, uh, like you said. Uh... I don't see anybody going uh, undefeated. I don't. It's 17 game season now, too. The 72 Dolphins are safe. All right, they can pop that uh, champagne bottle. Yeah. Maybe even in September. Maybe nobody gets. Maybe nobody gets out of September, uh, as far as uh, being undefeated here. Uh, you mentioned the Bills tougher schedule here. Uh, Buccaneers. I think they can have a tougher start to their schedule until things click for them. Right. Uh, the Packers. No Devontae Adams. I know a division is so so, but I, I don't see them being some, you know, 15 and two team or anything like that. Rams sort of the same thing. I don't think there are uh, in the NFC. I don't think there are any great teams. In the AFC, I think there are a lot of really good teams. The problem is they they all seem to be in the same division. They're going to kill each other. So that's an issue there. Colts, okay, weaker division, but I don't see you being great either. So I think the team you are looking for, if you want to bet, if you're looking for the best wins, are the Bills. You know, Miami, okay, they're an up and coming team, but let's see how that all gels. What kind of quarterback is two are going to be? I don't think New England's all that much of a threat. I don't think there's a lot of skill there. Uh, I think Bill does a great job of getting the best out of that team. 
And the Jets, once again, I think they could be on the rise as well, but they're not nowhere near there yet. So, yes, I like the Bills. I think I think Gabe Morantz is going to be very happy this year. Bills Mafia, I think this is going to be their year uh, where they actually get to at least the championship game and maybe get back to the bowl for the first time in, what, 28 years? Yeah, so we're going to talk about the Bills in hour number two. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. 90, 28, right? 93. 90, 93 season. Got it. it. was the last time they did it. When they, when they lost to somebody. They, they lost. Who'd they lose to? Oh, they lost to the yeah. Yeah, There you go. The spinning Sorry, helmet Gabe. in the background gives you all the evidence that you need of who he's talking about. Um, so here's what I'll say. I've said this a lot about the Bills. I'll continue to say it in hour number two when we talk about them and the rest of the AFC East. I think there is a real opportunity to bet on the Bills, but I think you can space out your investment in the Bills because, as George and I have talked about, we will talk about a lot this this morning, the Bills' schedule to start out the season is tough. And I think your odds right now are going to be sh- are shorter than they will be about a month into the season. Now, this always comes with a warning that if the Bills are as great as we think they could be this year, they could just beat everyone on the schedule. But when you're starting out that Thursday night game against the Rams, numbers aren't good for those teams going on the road for that Thursday night opener. The Titans. country. Yeah, at Miami, at Baltimore, Pittsburgh, at Kansas City, then a bye week, then the Packers. That's their first seven games. If the Bills come out of there five and two, everybody will be convinced that they are the best team in the league. What I'm saying is Agreed. that they could be four and three. And people still think they're they're a very good team. But if they're four and three, I think your odds could get longer. So you can get most wins odds at maybe six and a half to one. I think you could get uh win totals and all the other things that you want to bet on the Bills this season. I think you're going to get better odds. I think you take a position now, George. Understanding that I'm, I have another. If if you're a hundred, if you're taking a hundred dollars, maybe put twenty five to thirty three percent of it down now, and have that other stuff stashed for a future investment on the bills, which you can make in late September or early October. That's how I would play it, because I think they're going to have a little bit of a rougher start to the season before they start to dominate. We'll come back talk about the fewest wins options after this on the grid sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing uh <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. 
Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, we're back. We're talking about most wins and fewest wins as a team. George, my little rant there at the end about the bills and spacing out your investment. Does that make sense to you? Yes, yes. You know, I don't know if I've done that, Mike, come to think of it, though. I think you brought up an interesting point where you bet the uh, win totals during the season. You know, and you get a better feel for the team, plus you get to see their schedule, how other teams are playing on their schedule, how it's going to look at. I kind of like that, probably more than just doing the future bets now. Uh, because you look at that bill schedule, man, when you went over it again, I know you and I had talked about this at some show, uh, you know, uh, over the summer, over the spring here, and I forgot how tough their schedule is. I mean, you said it perfectly. They could go four and three. Some people will be like, oh, okay, so-so, but it's a brutal schedule. Four and three, they would probably be okay with that. Five and two, they'd be ecstatic. You know, really? they take that, that brutal schedule, the next 10 games really lightens up. If the them. bills go five so and of- two, people will be convinced that they are the best team already. We think probably about. are with that, with that schedule you put up, up there. Right. Yes, that's right. That's right. And if they went five and two and just end up beating, let me just say, uh, if they're five and two and they ended up losing that first game to the Rams and then lost to the Packers at home or the Ravens on the or that Miami game on the road, like, all right, so nobody's going undefeated. Who cares? They're five and two. If I'm a Bills fan, I'm convinced that they're the best team in the league if they're five and two off of this start. At four and three, I won't even be that nervous because I will know that this was a tough schedule. They're playing Miami in the heat, the Rams on the road, and the big Super Bowl party, the uh, extended Super Bowl party they're having, Ravens, Chiefs, road games. It's it's tough. So the only other team the other team I would throw out there is the team I won money on last year, and I don't like to chase money like that where you know sometimes you just take the profit and move on uh from it but i just think that the regular season bucks are going to be set up to be fine i i think you and i if we poked holes in the bucks roster and their opportunity to go back to the super bowl and or win it i'd feel i'd i'd have a bigger discussion than them flailing in the regular season i don't really see that i don't love the opening of at dallas at new orleans but they're better than both of those teams in my estimation. And by the way, also the Bucks. after those two road games, they have Packers and Chiefs. So the Bucks' first month isn't easy. If they came out of it two and two, you'd be like, okay, we're fine. And then they have for the rest of the year, they've got a situation where they don't leave Tampa for a month uh, between October to right before October 23rd, they go to Carolina for a game, which what is that a 45 minute flight? And then they they have home games against Baltimore, Los Angeles, Seattle, and then a bye week before they go back to Cleveland. I just think the Bucks schedule after that first month eases up a lot. And I think they're gonna rack up a lot of wins. I think Tom Brady's gonna do what he did last year, George. I think he's gonna keep throwing the ball until the wheels come off. I don't know if they'll ever come off of him in the manner that they've come off of other quarterbacks, but I think he's saying Screw it. Uh, we're running my offense. I got the coach out where there was a little bit of conflict, and Todd Bowles is going to let me do my thing. If Todd Bowles starts running the ball all the time, Brady's going to be irritated and probably not even listen to him. 
And I don't think that happens. I think, I think there's a chance for the Bucks to run it back and have the most wins. Um, the Rams, I don't see it. I think they can absolutely compete again and they have a great team. And when playoff time comes, I, I like, I think they're in the mix, but to put up the most wins, I don't know. I, I think there'll be a little bit of a hangover. I don't think this is your typical dominant Super Bowl champ, George. I think they were a really good team, but I could see the 2022 version not being as good as the 2021 version. You know, I think uh, we talked about the Bucks. Uh, I think what you said is correct. All right. I do agree with you. Probably not, maybe not quite as strong as you, only because I wonder this. All right. You mentioned the schedule. All right. It's, it's tough in the first month. All right. Uh, at Dallas, at New Orleans, Green Bay, Kansas City. And I agree with you. If they go two and two, they're fine. All right. They do have another one. Uh, they play Baltimore and LA back to back late October, November. That could be a pain, too. Then they go to, uh, of course, they go to uh, England. Uh, they play Seattle. That should be an issue. They come back. They play Cleveland, New Orleans, San Fran. So they have little pockets here where the schedule gets a little rough here. Soon they can survive those. I think they're going to have a nice run. But uh, I think they could have a tough opening because, all right, Godwin, I don't know. Maybe available? Probably not, it looks like. Now, they, they seem to have signed every wide receiver they could, right? They uh, Mike Evans, of course, is great. Uh, Gage, Johnson, Perriman, Grayson, Scotty Miller, the guys they brought back. Uh, you know, tight end, no Gronk. Still surprised about uh, Rudolph. They just signed. We'll see how that works out for you there. So I think the uh, Leonard Fournette weighs what 400 pounds now. Uh, I'm sure by the time the uh, game starts, he'll be in much better shape. But it is He's what it is. So I do wonder if they can get off to a tough start. You know, that's that's what I'm wondering. Right, a tough start to the season. Plus, they lost one of their top offensive linemen. Right, he retired. So I just wonder if that could play. Uh, it just takes them a little while to get their groove going. Here is really where I'm going with yeah. this. Other than that, I yeah. think they're going to be fine. They don't the general, they don't play well against New Orleans. Uh, for whatever reason, New Orleans has the number of division rivalries, whatever it might be. But I think they'll split with them. I don't think they'll get swept. I think uh, Tampa will be just fine. And it would shock me, Mike, that if we're talking about this in January, that they're the uh, team with the home field advantage in the NFC. Not one little bit. Yeah. So uh, good correction by George. Uh, Tampa does have to leave during that one month because they're going to London. They have a, a home game, but it's in London against Seattle. But – we think Seattle is going to be a bottom five team in the NFL potentially this year, based on their win totals. That's where they're slotted in, you know, under five and a half is what has become a popular bet in Seattle. And, you know, Tom Brady going on the road to face Drew Locke or Geno Smith, or maybe Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, I feel like a huge edge Tom Brady, but nonetheless, uh, that's where we're at. Let's go over to fewest wins. Uh, and, you know, the Bucks I think, go 5-1 and one in the division at worst. And they've had some problems with the Saints, but I, I really think that that gets them off to a good start. And after that first month, I think they're going to cruise. So here's the fewest wins. We were talking about this before the show. Truly bad teams. You're not of the mindset that outside of Houston that there's going to be any really miserable teams. The fewest wins odds here really align with, how these win totals are set. So the Houston Texans plus 275 for the least wins. Falcons plus 400. Seattle plus 750. Jets uh, eight and a half to one. Bears at 10 to one. I'll say that. Then you got the Jags, Lions, Panthers, Giants, and Steelers. How dare they? Steelers in the top 10 on the fewest wins odds. I will say this. I think it's probably the Texans. But the Bears at 10 to one. Kind of interesting. I, I failed to see how the Bears improved at all this offseason. They had, I think we've gone over this before, two picks before the fifth round, a uh, result of the Justin Fields trade last year. 
Uh, they added no offensive lineman on what was considered to be one of the worst offensive lines in the league. They added a, a new head coach and a new GM. And I think this, this is a situation like we've seen before. This team is still trending downward. It's terrible for Justin Fields' career. I think the overall talent of this roster is trending downward. They lose Allen Robinson. They're going to move on from Robert Quinn at some point. They added no offensive lineman, uh, a 25-year-old rookie wide receiver. There's just all of these things that are head-scratching for at least 2022. Doesn't mean they don't have a master plan. I'm not aware of what it is, so I can't necessarily criticize it. But the early returns aren't good. And while I think Matt Eberflus has a chance to be a legit head coach, I don't think he's got a lot to work with now. And I needed somebody offensive-minded to come in here and work with Fields. Uh, we, we have to see if their coordinators and quarterback coaches can do it. Boy, uh, this is a major end of one. Right. And everything, you, everything you said, and you, I think you were sort of being nice here. Uh, now, listen, I have some faith in Justin Fields. I still think he might end up being the best quarterback out of that group last year. That being said, I mean, how do you not build around this guy? At least build, do it. I, I understand it's even for his first year, you know, and you said they didn't have any draft picks. And I said it's a major rebuild here. But, I mean, Montgomery is a nice running back. Okay, nothing special here. You don't have a number one wide receiver, all right? You just don't have it. You have a Mooney, okay, probably a solid two, but not, I wouldn't even say you put him a great two. Pringle, all right, he is what he is. Forget after anybody after that. You pick up Nikhil Harry, you know, mud against the wall. You're hoping it sticks there. I do like Cole Komet, but we're not talking Kelsey here or Kittle or Waller or any other top tight end. We're just not. Uh, you mentioned you know, all the problems with the offensive line. He's been running for his life. So uh, this is a bad team. I mean, it's a bad team. I can I can easily see them going one and five in the division alone before they get to their uh, out of division play here. But that being said, you know you want to compare them to Houston. I think these are the two worst teams. I like Fields more than Mills, even though I like Mills. I like the running back Montgomery more than Mac. I do like Cooks uh, more than any receiver they have. But I probably like the overall group in Chicago better. It's not saying much, it's just that I do. But it, it's you know not by by barely. And I like the uh, Chicago tight end better. There's just not much on Houston either. You know, and I don't know if Cooks yeah. makes it to the end of the season with uh, Houston. I think I'm a little surprised he uh, was still at Houston now. I think by the deadline, trade deadline in October, he's likely to be on another team. And I know teams going to uh, there's going to be somebody a team that loses somebody to uh, you know an ACL injury. I think the Rams at Woods last year, they went out and got Beckham, something like that. You know, and they'll go out and uh, try and get Cooks. Maybe this time they'll be successful in getting them. I think these are two bad, bad teams. I do think Houston is worse. But once again, Mike, if you're telling me in January Chicago's going to have a worse record, I'm not surprised. You're not surprised at all. You can make the argument, well, you know, Jacksonville's not that good in the division. Maybe they can split with them. Maybe they squeak out a win somehow over Tennessee or Indianapolis. I don't see it. You know, once again, I think they're both one and five in their own division. Uh, Houston and Chicago play each other Sunday, September 25th. It will be in Chicago. That could determine that it. Could, that could that could determine it. I'm just saying that I think there's a lot the draft of draft here for the Bears. They haven't helped Justin Fields at all, at least in year number one or year number two. George and I will come back. We can explore this a little bit more, but also want to talk about the NFL season awards props after this on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back on the grid. Thank you for watching and listening to us on this weekend, summer weekend. He's trying to stay cool out there, super hot in the New York area. I would be dealing with extreme heat. I know you're seeing that across the country. So try to stay try to stay cool. And for those of you watching and listening, if you want to catch a little bit more about Sports Grid, head over to social media at Sports Grid TV and at Sports Grid on Twitter, at Sports Grid TV on the IG, on the gram, and then at Sports Grid on TikTok as well. So again, on Twitter, at SportsGrid TV, and at SportsGrid, you'll find all the latest information on this show and others, video clips, and more uh, as we roll through uh, the weekend. We'll have in-game live all throughout the day covering baseball and uh, probably talking NFL futures as well. But so, George, Houston, Chicago, you think those are the two worst teams in individual conferences? Anybody else competing for that title? Seattle, Atlanta? I think Atlanta's going to be real bad too. But their coach encouraged me last year that I thought it was miraculous that they went seven and 10 last year, but Matt Ryan was their quarterback last year. Now it's a Mariota Desmond Ritter potential combo. Um, I just think they're really bad defensively. That, that's really the Falcons biggest issue. Atlanta's uh, got a I shot. They, they've got a shot. They have a shot. Right? <laughs> All right. They've got a shot to be terrible. That's a rough they division, do. right? We, we expect New Orleans to be uh, a pretty good team. We, we can't expect Tampa to be great. New Orleans could be pretty good. I think they'll fight for a Carolina playoff spot there. Wild card. Carolina, baby. Carolina Carolina's be got talent. They have talent. If McCaffrey can stay healthy and Mayfield can be that quarterback, Carolina could fight for a wild card spot too and maybe save Matt Rule's job. Maybe. I have, things I have Carolina right I have Carolina at five to one to make the playoffs. I know it's a I know it's a little bit of a shot there. But I took a shot at them before they traded for Baker. So five to one, just to make the playoffs. They don't well, have like, to. I like your odds better now that Baker's there. I, I wouldn't have bought it with Sam Darnold, but with Baker, yeah. I said, well, I did it in anticipation of them trading for Baker. I did it in anticipation of them trading for Baker. I got it. We talked about it on a Sunday. I bet it that day. And then they traded for Baker two days later. It just seemed like all the tea leaves were heading that way. And Baker was going to be on Carolina. Once Seattle said, like, uh, once the fake Seattle stories came out about Baker, I was like, that's not happening. Let's go to Carolina. So, sorry, I cut you off about Atlanta and Seattle. Yeah, like I said, Atlanta's, Atlanta's a bad team. They got some, they don't have a quarterback. At least we'll see. 
Uh, and then another team, I think I think Atlanta's made some mistakes. Well, maybe they haven't since these quarterbacks haven't really panned out yet, but they keep passing on quarterbacks in the draft. Maybe they're playing uh, for next year's number one pick, and that's what we're going with here. But they're another yeah. team. I mean, they're going to lose to Tampa twice, probably lose to New Orleans twice. Can they split with Carolina? It's another one and five team in the division, two and four if everything goes well. So, yeah, I think they'll be there as far as the worst team in the uh, the worst record. I think they uh, will be right there. You mentioned the defense is just bad. Just bad. And note Matt Ryan means he's not going to be able to put up some points there to stick with some of these teams and pull out a victory or two out of nowhere. So, uh, yeah, I think Atlanta will be uh, pretty pretty awful as well. The the argument against the Bears, which I, that would be the team that I would take a shot on, is that Fields is good enough to pull off a few wins by himself. Entirely possible that he's able to do that. I know you think he's very talented. I do as well. I just, I'm bummed at the way the team's been built around him for his first two seasons. So uh, anyway, uh, you got some shots there. Interesting teams. I don't think it's, I don't think you take any longer shots like the Steelers or, or other teams like that to totally fall apart. I don't, I just don't see that happening. So uh, let's go with the seasonal awards, starting off with MVP, Josh Allen at seven to one. Now, when I was talking about waiting on the bills before, there are certain states where you know you're not going to see win totals adjusted at any point uh, during the year. So where you can take advantage of it is other markets like this. Josh Allen, the favorite to win MVP. George, if they start off four and three, for example, or even two and two, something like that, one and two, like we already talked about what the start of their schedule looks like with the L.A. and Miami road games, Josh Allen's not going to be the favorite to win MVP. Probably not, right? Especially if somebody rips off a couple of big games, Tom Brady to start the season, just throwing the ball all over the place, or or Mahomes, or even Herbert, who are the next few guys on board. I think he can wait. I think, bottom line, I think Josh Allen at some point during the year will be longer than 7-1 to odds to win MVP. Oh, I like what you're thinking here. I would equate this, Mike, to uh, when you're betting a game, or, or you want to bet a game, but it's a game, let's just say it's the Bills and Jets. And you don't want to lay that juice, right? You don't want to lay the juice, but if the Jets can score an early touchdown, maybe on their first drive, then those odds come way down and you're better off betting in-game, right? Because you get much better. Now. You don't care if that Jets could opening touchdown. You know the Bills are still going to beat them. Same thing here. The thinking would be because that opening schedule is so brutal, you know, that his odds, listen, they're going to go up because they're not going to go – Six and one. I don't see them going six and one or seven and zero oh out of that schedule we just talked about here. They might go four and three, which is still really good for the teams they're playing here. And those odds will get better for you. You'll 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 like the price you're going to pay more. Now there's a chance that once again you do that, Mahomes goes you know six and one because he takes over Brady. Yeah, you're playing a little game here, but I don't mind waiting for that. I don't. I uh, really I, I you know it's funny when I look at this list. It's funny how we only have quarterbacks. This is a quarterback award. All right. Uh, what would a running back have to do to get this award, Mike? 2,500 yards? I mean, yeah. Adrian Peterson won it. He's the last, I think, he's pre, I'm pretty sure he's the last running back to do it in 2012 when he had over 2,000 yards. So that's, that's exactly what would have to happen. He has to break Eric Dickerson's record. But you could have a season this year where Derrick Henry actually breaks Eric Dickerson's record but Tom Brady throws for 5,500 yards again and 45 touchdowns and the Bucs are the best team in the league, who are you going to give it to? Do you think people are going to vote for Derrick Henry over Tom Brady? Passing league? No. Passing league? No. That ain't happening. Derrick Henry or Taylor would be the guy if they could get 2,000 here. Uh, Because, once again, Henry, 
they're both both teams are built around the uh, the running backs there. And we know if Henry can stay healthy for seventeen games, uh, he's a nightmare, complete nightmare. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a quarterback. Like I said, I would have a hard. Listen, I'm just you know, I'll throw ten dollars here for the hell of it, twenty dollars here for the hell of it. I would have a hard time betting on anything other than a quarterback for this award. Uh, agreed. Agreed. And and like George said, this is akin to we have in-game live here every day, every night on the grid. It's what a lot of people are watching. And it's probably the show that most people are exposed to on our network because this is when people really want to get into it. And we're trying to give people edges on in-game betting. This is akin to that. You're betting during the season. It's the same kind of thing where you're trying to wait for better odds and edges as the season moves along. Like I said, you're always going to be at risk if the Bills start out the season six and one and they're totally dominant and they're headed towards an NFL championship, you're going to run the risk of missing out on the shortest odds that you will have gotten. But that's the risk you have to take, George. That's just a strategy and an approach. And sometimes part of the strategy is like, you know what? Uh, I'm just going to have to leave it alone at some point. Uh, if, if the odds get too short and you don't want to bet on an MVP at three and a half to one, I get it. But uh, that's all I'm saying is I think you can wait and you'll get Josh Allen at least at longer odds than seven to one. I'm not saying they'll be 14 to one or 20 to one at any point, but they could be 10 to one if they start out the season a little bit slower than we thought. So uh, in terms of other guys out there, I will have a position on Tom Brady. I'll probably even take that today because it's been stable at eight for a few weeks at least. And I just think Brady's going to put up those kinds of numbers. I will also bet Brady at higher odds if they stumble out of the gate and they lose one or two of those first two games. So just know I think Tom Brady is in line to win the MVP. Uh, I wouldn't call it a two-man race, but I think right now, if I had to choose, I think the Bills and the Bucks are going to have enough wins come in first place in their division, and those guys will have the stats to match. Make sense, George? Yes. No, I, I, I think if I'm going to bet Josh Allen, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. If you think it's going to be out, I'm waiting because I think that schedule is going to be a little rough. They're going to get up to a, I wouldn't say a tough start, but not to start that maybe things people are thinking, and I'll get better odds. I said, I don't think it's going to go like 12, 14, 15 to 1 either. But you said 10 to 1. Well, guess what? I'll take that. It's just better yeah. odds than 7. Even if it goes up to 8, 9 to 1, it's still better than what I'm paying now. And I get to wait exactly and see right. a little bit. I'll wait. Okay, so uh, NFL Defensive Player of the Year. We'll rip through these next few pretty quickly. NFL Defensive Player of the Year: Miles Garrett, the favorite once again at seven to one. Uh, T.J. Watt at eight to one. Aaron Donald at nine to one. Michael Parsons at ten to one. Nick Bosa at fourteen to one. Full disclosure: Last year, I had positions on Garrett, Watt, and Bosa. I picked up a little bit of a share of Matt Judon during the season when he was like 18, 20 to one. But bottom line is I came out ahead. And as I've said before, the whole point of uh, betting futures like this is not to sit here and predict with one bet who I think is going to win. It's trying to take enough positions so that I'm positive money. And when that money rolls in uh, the night before the Super Bowl, when the awards are announced, then I come out with a profit. So uh, where are we at uh, here? I, I'm, I'm definitely going to have a position on Watt again. I think Garrett absolutely has the opportunity to do this. But if I can get Nick Bosa every year at 14 to 1, fire, you know, I'm firing that up. Parsons could have put up big stats, and Aaron Donald has obviously won this award several times. But Nick Bosa at 14 to 1, George, if they're able to come together as a team 
first place in the division, I think people are going to look at somebody like Nick Bosa if he puts up the numbers. I think he's better than his brother, if I'm being honest. Uh, I think they're both awesome. But I think Nick is some is not talked about as much as Joey. And I think Nick is the best player on that Niners defense, which is a very good defense. Yeah, well, they are both awesome. And uh, once again, that was the first player I looked at as well as far as the value there. All right, yeah. Donald's a better player. Garrett might be a better player, but you're not getting a lot of value there. Uh, on the Cowboy right. fan, I think teams will uh, defend or uh, offend, whatever. Uh, Parsons better yeah, this year. So I'm not going to put him in this category. Uh, uh, defensive player, so whatever. Uh, so but, uh, Bosa was the one I looked at for, for the value at 14 to 1. Need him to stay healthy. All right, I would like that a lot. You know, obviously with any of these guys, you want them to stay healthy there. And that could sometimes be an issue here. One thing I'll say about his brother, uh, you know, uh, Joey, they did sign Khalil Mack, right? I mean, that gives him a, yeah. a, a, a – even if you think Khalil's on a downside of his career, it gives that opposite sign. So teams can't just put two, three guys on Joey anymore. I think that will help his numbers as well. As much as I said, so, the know, NFL is a quarterback award. This is a sack award. This is a sack award, well, man. Right. He's getting 15. But the logic you just applied to Joey makes sense, but I feel more strongly about that for Max Crosby. They signed Chandler Jones. If Max Crosby Max Crosby could get a 20-sack season, like you said, it is a sack award. If Max Crosby can put up a 20-sack season at 30 to 1, that is another guy that I'm going I understand it's a dart throw at 30 to 1. But we, we've been talking about the Raiders for a couple of months. We feel pretty good about their chances and understanding that they're in a really tough division against – he's going against mobile quarterbacks and Herbert and Mahomes and Wilson six times. But if Max Crosby can put up a number at 30-1, to 1, it's an interesting bet, in my opinion. A comeback player of the year, uh, last one we'll do here, uh, Derek Henry at 4-1. to one. Shoot. I mean, if he's healthy, George, it feels like a lock, but Christian McCaffrey at eight to one is out there and Jameis at five to one. Do you like any of those guys? Baker at ten to one is kind of fascinating. But uh who do you like of this group? Uh I mean, once again, Winston. Winston has a year, it'll be him, right? Quarterback again, but Derek Henry would be my favorite. I think they've got it right here. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna come back, close out our number one right after this. Get the winning edge right here on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. 
Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, we don't do a ton of fantasy talk on the show, but I want to do a flash up my Scott Fishbowl team. The Scott Fishbowl is a really well-known industry league. It does a lot in terms of supporting charity, and I would encourage everybody to go to scottfishbowl.com backslash give in order to help raise money. But uh, George and I have competed this in the past. I'm in for, my, I think, my seventh straight year. I wanted George to take a look at this team and pick on it. I, I had the first overall pick. It took Josh Allen. It is a super flex league. So you're talking two different quarterbacks can be used in a given week. So I went with Josh Allen. Uh, he can rack up rushing yards and touchdowns and uh, completion percentage is part of the scoring here. And I know his is not always elite, but uh, I still feel okay uh, about the other number he's going to put up. But Derrick Henry, um, I'm betting on Derrick Henry, George. I think he's going to bounce back and uh, I need him to. And then CD Lamb, Matt Ryan, Cam Akers. What do you think? What do you like? What don't you like? Well, first off, <laughs> Superflex is my favorite kind of league. So uh, I think once again, I think all leagues should be a fantasy league. Should be Superflex. One quarterback leagues. Are you kidding me? They're boring. Wait for everyone to quarterback and uh, load up on your wide receivers and running backs. Uh, I would have taken Allen at uh, one hundred one as well. I think getting Henry at the last pick in the second round was fantastic. Good for you. Surprised he lasted that long. I think that's telling you a change in fantasy now, how we're waiting on running backs. We're no longer saying we've got to go get a running back. They get hurt too much. They just do. And uh, I'm not willing to say Henry's uh, injury prone, right? He got injured once. McCaffrey is yeah. injury prone. Uh, Henry, not so much yet. He gets hurt again. We'll revisit this conversation. So I like what you did here. I do. And I like Cam Akers as far as your uh, running back two there, which you got a couple of rounds later there. I think your wide receivers are interesting. We'll see what Lamb can do without Cooper there and Dak and no Gallup maybe for the first month of the season. Pittman, can he be that number one? If you hit on both, you're going to do very well. Yeah, uh, we shall see. The quarterbacks flew off the board. That's why Henry lasted so long. Uh, tons of quarterbacks in that first round and a half. So it helped me to uh, get somebody of that level late. We're going to come back and talk AFC East in hour number two right here on Football Full Circle. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.